Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Brendan Kumarasamy, who is the founder of Master Talk. Brendan, how you doing? Good, Timmy. Great to be on, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking, and thanks for coming on the show. We like to jump right in, so if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Happy to, man. So who I am, my name is Brandon, I'm the founder of MasterTalk, like you said, so I make YouTube videos on communication and public speaking, and the way that I got started was when I was in college, I did these things called case competitions in business school, TV. think of it like professional sports, but for nerds, so the guys my age were playing football or basketball or something you wouldn't see me playing, and I did presentations competitively, that's how I learned <laughs> how to speak. Yeah, that's there we go. Weird. Yeah. So then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the, the students. Not really because I was a great coach, because the alternative they had was nobody. And that's how I learned how to speak. And then it was through that expertise that I went on to start making YouTube videos, because I felt that the information was available for free. So that's the backstory. And then what I do for fun, honestly, dude, most of my time, I'm just working my tail off. But I would say outside of that, I karaoke in eight different languages. I love going to personal development events and spending time with my family. Okay. Karaoke? Personal development yeah, and family stuff. You got it. There we go. There we go. What songs do you like to sing? Mm. What songs do I like to sing? I, I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I usually just like to go with the flow. But Sean Paul is always surprising for people that I can karaoke Sean Paul. I don't sing well, by the way. Just for the, I let the record show that I'm not a great singer. <laughs> but it, it, it just it just messes people up to go, oh my God, he like sounds like Sean Paul. So there's, there's that. Uh... I have no idea who Sean Paul is. <laughs> oh, that was a joke, right? No. No way. <laughs> let me let me Google it real quick. I Wait, what? I literally have no clue. Oh, I thought you were just being sarcastic. Wait, how do you not know who Sean Paul is? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at his face and I've never seen him before. Never heard any of these songs. Nah, you're just messing with me. Don't worry. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> what? You've never heard of Get Busy or Temperature? Uh... Like, maybe I've heard of the words, but, like, Sean Paul and those songs mean nothing to me. Right oh, now. my goodness. I think we should just stop the podcast right now. You should just go listen to Sean Paul. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, fair enough, fair enough. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, awesome. So, we got what you like to do for fun, got what you do for work, and so now you are coaching people as well as making the YouTube videos. Or are you strictly monetized through YouTube? How does that work? You got it. So how the story started to me was I was making videos for fun. So it just started as a channel. I never thought it would be a business. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I thought entrepreneurship was people who couldn't make money getting high paying jobs. So I actually started my career in a high paying job. I was a technology consultant at IBM. And that's why I actually did all these case companies to get a job there. That was the whole point of that. So then when I started doing really well financially and I started paying off my family debt and started to save up a lot more money, what happened was as the years went by, I just lost fulfillment. You know, I was doing really well, but I was like, okay, like, do I just keep working here for the next 10 years and become an executive or do I do something else with my life? 
And I just kept making videos in my mom's basement as the side hustle. I just kept doing it because it was just a fun game for me to play. And then I realized years into it that you can actually make money as a coach. Like I was already a really good coach. I just didn't know you could charge people money to do that. So I, I was able to build a business in the back and I got super lucky with my business partner who was like 20 years older than me and who gave me a chance and, and gave me my first client. So yeah, that's what happened. There we go. There we go. I love it. So tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? For sure, man. I mean, I can only share it through a story. So, so let's do it that way. So I'm watching this TikTok, right? And it's about Taylor Swift who wins an award called Woman of the Year. It's a company that Billboard like uh, gives out. It's like an award. And it's 2014. So she wins this award. She gets up on stage and she looks at the crowd to me and says, your future Woman of the Year is 11 years old right now. She's singing in a choir, she's learning how to sing, she's getting into piano, and she has big dreams to be a singer, and we need to take care of that person. And then flash forward six years later, Billie Eilish becomes the youngest inductee in Billboard's history to win Woman of the Year at the age of 17. So she gets up on that stage, she's got her big bulky jacket, she's got her big glasses, she looks at the crowd and goes like, I don't know, I won this award, like how did this happen? She just keeps rambling. And then the last 30 seconds completely changes my life, man. She looks at the crowd and says, yeah, like it was uh, 2014, I was watching Taylor Swift's speech, and I was 11 years old. And I was in choir, and I was learning how to sing, and I was in piano, and you all took care of me. So thank you. And then she walks off the stage. And the reason that really changed my life, Timmy, is because I thought about the next Elon Musk when I watched that TikTok. Because when Elon was 13 years old, nobody gave a shit about him. He was like some kid in South Africa being abused by his dad. No one thought he was going to be the person he is today. And nobody sat him down for 40 minutes and said, hey, buddy, you need to work on your communication skills. You should probably take out your filler words, do all these things. He still became the success he is today. But... He had a much harder road to it. So I always think about the next Elon, who's probably a 7, 10, 13-year-old girl in like Utah or Cambodia or some part of the world. And I know for sure they can't afford a communication coach. So my mission in life, Timmy, what gets me really excited to do a podcast at 7 p.m. after like 10 meetings is that I want to empower every genius in our society to be an exceptional communicator. Because if we lived in a world where all the Elons of our society forever were exceptional communicators, the world as a whole would just evolve at lightning speed. Mm. I love that. I love that a lot. I really love that story. I did not know about that Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish story. Man, that is actually wild. And you know, That's pretty wild. I, I know you do a lot of self uh, self improvement stuff. Are you familiar with like the law of attraction, the secret, all that stuff? Oh my gosh, the fact that she like in 2014 said that, and then six years later it happened. It just, dude, blows my mind. Blows my mind. <laughs> but um, I really love how you kind of brought that into your life, and you said, "Well, I'm gonna do that for." that genius out there who can't afford a communication coach and needs to learn those skills. So it's admirable, man. I love it. Thanks, awesome. man. Try my best. Yeah. Seems like you're doing a good job and seems like you're going after, I mean, young guy going after your passions. Um, what, what else can you ask for? You know? Um, well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. So tell us about your vision for your company, for your life. I know we've already heard a little bit about it, empowering every genius to be an exceptional communicator, but if there's anything you want to add, go ahead. 
Yeah, for sure, Timmy. I think the only thing I would add to that is I get to create something that Dale Carnegie couldn't because of the era in which he lived in. So obviously we all know Dale's work, the the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People. He's done really well in, it, in the time that he was alive anyways. He died in 1955 around communication and public speaking, just thought leadership in general. But there's one problem is that we don't know how he talks. You don't get to hear how he speaks. Yeah. We don't we don't see his vocal tone changes, we don't see his pausing or ums and ahs, like we don't see anything because of the era in which he lived in. And I was super fortunate in life. You know, I learned the gift of gab for communication at a very young age. You know, I started coaching when I was nineteen. This is my seventh year coaching now in the industry. And I've developed a lot of thought leadership that some people don't get in their lifetimes. But I still have a lot more life to go. So really, you know, to keep my vision simple, it's to become the modern day Dale Carnegie. But democratize my information in a way that they become immortal. And that's what I love about YouTube and podcasts, even the conversation we're having now, is long after I'm dead, like 100 years from now, hopefully it's a lot more, but it's probably less than 100, when I'm gone and we, and we say goodbye, people can can analyze my speech patterns for life. Like they can just go into my YouTube channel. My, my brain is copy-pasted on that channel. So I don't hide any of my information. And that's really the, the magic of what I'm trying to create. So that's the vision, man. And then my coaching clients obviously help me pay for all of this. And they help me pay for my lifestyle. But for 99% of the world, that's what they'll get. And they'll it'll hopefully change their life. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What are the top one to two skills that you need to make your dream life come true? So to become the modern day Dale Carnegie, empower that genius out there that needs to be an exceptional communicator. What one to two skills do you need to develop? Mm. So so let me ask a follow-up question. Are you asking that to me personally, whether the two skills am I missing to get there? Or are you asking, because I'm ans happy to answer that, or is it more in general for people who are trying to find their passion? What do you think is one, two skills that I recommend they have? So I'm asking one, two skills for you. I would say for me, the two things that are missing in my game is one, romantic relationships, which is a key part to communication. I've never been in a relationship. I've been single my whole life. Right, But I think because of that, I don't really understand the power of communication in a romantic setting. Obviously, I understand it at an intellectual level. I have a lot of amazing friends, girls and boys, right, women and men. But I, I've never been in a relationship. So that's something I need to ease into. I've always just been fearful of that because I, I feel it always distracts me from business and being successful. So that's a limiting belief I got to fix in my life and I'll figure it out. I'm 26. I got time. So that's one. The second one is spirituality. I think a lot of the best thought leaders in the world, Oprah, Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, like a lot of these people at the highest level are very spiritual individuals. They, they do a lot of meditation. They have spiritual teachers. And I've never really been into spirituality. I, I've done some of it, some dabbing, some getting my feet wet, but I've never taken that deeper dive into it in the way that I should. And I feel if I did, it would unlock a new level of growth for me that I haven't yet achieved. So those are the two things on my bucket list that I'll be that I'll be working on to fulfill my potential. Mm. Your romantic relationships and your spirituality. Yeah, that's what I think are my two biggest holes. Obviously, there's a ton of holes I got in my game. It's just the the size of those holes are much smaller. Like, sure, like a lead gen in my business, I'll solve that. Like, I'm like the youngest coach in the world right now, and I'm the only one coaching C levels at, at my 20s. Who are like because my average client's 20 years older than me, right? Yeah. So I've already had success there. I think it's more around 
getting a little bit more so I'm secure enough financially. It'll probably take like 12, 18 months. Like very secure. Not like secure, I'm secure, but like very secure where I can like turn off the business and just date basically. And then the, the other piece is just spirituality, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And what are the highest impact daily actions that will take the needle forward for your dreams and goals for you personally right now? And are do they revolve around developing those skills or are they something else? Yeah, I would say short term, it's probably not around those two things. But hey, you know, I might be wrong about that. I, I think for me, it's probably taking lead gen more seriously. Like, I'll tell you a funny story. I was at a conference last month and I'm a conference junkie. You know, some people say I'm an alcoholic and I have a problem. You know, alcohol is anonymous. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I have, I have a conference problem. I go to too many <laughs> conferences. So I'm sitting at one of these conferences and I'm having dinner with my business partner at a Thai restaurant. And he's like, why are we stuck at the level we're at in business? Why haven't we hit a million yet or 10 million? It's like, it's not about the delivery. Customers love us. They always refer a bunch, but it's not like it's growing, but it's not growing like pop, like massive. Like one day you're like 100K, the next day you're at a million. Like I'm, I'm not growing that quickly. I'll get there. But at the rate I'm going now, it's going to take three to five years, which is still good. Obviously, it's not a bad, it's a, it's not a bad problem to have. So I... Bomsi asked me a great question. It was my business partner. He said, if we were coaching ourselves, what advice would we give to ourselves? And I thought about it, and it reminded me of one of my buddies named Yasir, who also started the same business as me like eight, ten months ago. And he got a lot of success. And I said, oh, didn't he message me about something? So he played his voice recording. And it turns out the reason his business blew up was because he got on TikTok. He just got, he got really aggressive on TikTok. And then I, I looked at myself and I said, I really got to stop BSing myself because I spent 10 to 15 grand this year in all these conferences when I should have just spent it all on TikTok, hired my production team that already does my YouTube channel. And if I had done that, I'd already be making a million dollars a year. So why am I bullshitting myself? So that was the the biggest thing. And we're aggressive now. Like the second I went home, I, I wrote like a hundred of them in three days and I record a hundred TikToks in a day and we're launching in like three weeks. So I'm not, I'm not bullshitting anymore. We're going to blow this thing up. But, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, how, many, how many times a day are you going to be posting on TikTok? Once a day. We're going to do daily. Just go. to make sure we make money off of it. And then once we do, we're going to just keep reinvesting the profits and and have a daily posts on real shorts and uh and tiktok yeah yeah i feel that i feel that do you guys put any money in ads at all not yet not yet i'm thinking of hiring yasir to to do tiktok ads for me because worked out really well for him so we're exploring that too but i think the biggest miss is definitely organic because i'm getting a lot i'm getting clients from linkedin and youtube linkedin especially i'm doing really well client size but I'm not. I'm not taking TikTok, Instagram, the others. If I just did that, I would have enough leads to sustain myself forever. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Well, awesome. So you're pretty set and prime to take lead gen more seriously, and your action step is really posting that daily TikTok for the foreseeable future. You got it. We'll see how it works. <laughs> and then if it doesn't work, then I'll hire my one of my good friends, and we'll we'll go all in on TikTok ads because we know that works for sure. There we go. And did you um? Do you get tips on how to structure your TikToks, how to like make it a good TikTok or are you just kind of going in blind or what was that process like? Yeah, that that for I would say for most people, it's more difficult. Like for me, it was a little bit different because it was more of a mindset block. It wasn't really a tactical block. So Alex Hermosi says this so well in, in his books, in his, in his podcast. 
Yeah, he does. He does say <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan. But basically, he says there's three there's three types of the traits, the belief systems, and the skill sets behind any entrepreneur. So is it a belief that you shouldn't be holding? Is it a skill that you're just missing? Or is it more of a character trait? Like you're just not consistent. There's something you're not doing a lot. You're being lazy. So for me, it was really like a belief. Oh, like I don't think that TikTok is going to be make me. See. It wasn't a tactical thing because YouTube is like NBA, like playing professional basketball. TikTok is like high school, right? It's like college for, to someone who produces on YouTube, like at a professional level. It's like okay, sixty second video, sixty second stuff. So so yeah, I just had to copy what other people are doing on TikTok and rewrite the scripts so it's more punchier. But yeah, it was more around a belief than uh, than skill set. But we'll see. We'll see how the cards play out. Maybe I'll be wrong. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Awesome. I love it. I was um, Grant Cardone re recently hosted a business conference, business event, like for free. He's always hosting. He hosts like hundreds of events a year. But he was hosting one. It was on YouTube. I saw it. And he was talking. He was saying that some dude who sold his company for six billion recently called him out. He was like, Grant, you have more money in a house that you bought than in marketing towards your brand. And Grant said that was an eye opener for him. So I'm glad that you are taking those steps to invest in your brand with that daily TikTok and the TikTok ads and stuff. Because it was just, I'm sure it'll provide dividends. And Alex Ramosi talks, everybody who talks about branding talks about this of like, dude, a brand is priceless. Like, it's just priceless. You get that brand and you get that brand recognition. Um, yet to experience it myself, but that is the goal, right? So, awesome. Next question. It's funny that you mentioned Alex Ramosi, actually. He inspired my switch up in questions recently. Like I asked about your skills. I'm about to ask about your character now. So what character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? What a fascinating interview, man. It feels like more of a therapy session than... <laughs> I, but I guess it makes people feel more human, so I'm game for it. I would say... Character trait is not something I've struggled with too much. I'm pretty consistent. I would say the one thing I don't do enough of is probably like output, but more output. So for example, let's say I might do 10 interviews in a day. It's more like, okay, am I working out? Am I also sending DMs on Instagram? So there's always something I'm not doing from an output perspective. I would say that's probably one character. In terms of like just how I live my life, I think for the most part, I've done pretty well. Besides, like, not being aggressive enough in romantic relationships, I'd say from a character perspective, I've done most of it well. Like, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything, actually. I guess maybe I should have more more fun in life. So that's <laughs> one. But I would say the biggest thing is working out. I don't take my health as seriously. I guess because I'm young. It's not like I, I, I dump it. Like, I got a visible six-pack and stuff, but I'm not I'm not working out like crazy like Alex is and uh, putting in the time. So so that's probably an area of improvement. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So more output just in general, whether that be working out, doing extra activity for your business, showing up in romantic relationships. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. What, if you were to put that in a word for a character trait, what would that word be? Hmm... It's tough. Let me think about that. Proactivity, massive action. Maybe, yeah. I think it's just massive action. Because I feel like I'm really comfortable with the level of output I have. Like, I kind of rest on my laurels with the level of output I have. 
because it's more than what most people are outputting. But it's not at the level that will make me the success I want to be. That's why I started taking TikTok more so. I was like, yeah, am I posting on social? It's not like a binary. Yeah, I'm posting on social. I've done, I've done well on YouTube. I've done well on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm consistent on LinkedIn. I've been, like, I post daily. We have a super strong content strategy there. But it's like, it goes back to what Grant Cardone actually told Alex in his one-on-one -on -one calls, which is, you're, you're not doing enough. And Alex is like, what do you mean I'm not doing enough? I'm post and then Grant opens his phone. He's like, yeah, I posted like three times today on Instagram and like three times on TikTok. What have you done today? Oh, uh, I post every two days on TikTok. It's like, exactly. So so the, the answer sometimes is always more. There's actually another GC quote that I really love that I learned in the last 30 days that I think is so, so good. And, and I needed to apply that to myself. And there's a lot of areas I don't apply that to myself. And a lot of us really don't, which is often that which we should be that we are criticizing is what we should be doing instead. So often what we criticize is what should we be doing instead. Oh, this TikTok thing is just for kids. I don't need to do that. Oh, social media is only for people who want to be YouTubers and make money selling makeup. So often what we criticize is what we should be doing instead. And I feel that's really simple yet super powerful. I love it. I love it. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that Grant Cardone quote somewhere, but I'm glad you brought it back to my attention because definitely not something I've been focused on. Um, awesome. If there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams and goals, who would they be? And how would they I don't be? know. I don't. Uh, I, yeah, it would actually move me towards the goals. I would say Peter Thiel, the author of the book Zero to One, just because he's probably the hardest to access out of everybody that I would like to talk to. And the reason is because zero to one is like my Bible. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And I don't read a lot of books. So so take that recommendation highly because I literally read like two books a year. Like I'm not a good reader because I hate books, But which is a story for another day. But I think the, the point of it, I pretty much just read like $100 million offers this year and like one other book. But the, the point I want to drive with Peter is he has a lot of great contrarian questions. Questions like, what is the truth that you believe in that most people disagree with you on? What great company is nobody building? What great problem is nobody solving? What great cause is nobody funding? So I just love the way he thinks. That's why he's been able to build the future, right? He was the founder of PayPal. He started Palantir. And all of his buddies at PayPal went on to start massive companies, right? Elon at SpaceX and Tesla and the list goes on. So the, the one thing I would ask him at that dinner is I would like the other questions. What are the other list of questions? I'm sure there's more because he wrote that book like 15 years ago. So he doesn't ta talk about any of the other questions. So I would make a list and share it with the world. I think they'd be super valuable. Mm, I love that. I'm going to have to go read that book. I haven't read that one. No, what you need to do is you need to go listen to Sean Paul. Forget about uh, reading the book. <laughs> You know what's so just, funny? You're like missing out on culture. Like, what is going on? Here? <laughs> you just told me to listen to Sean Paul again. I was like, listen to Sean. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is that's what's holding you back to me from your next level of success. It's it's not a character trait. It's it's a belief, a belief that you shouldn't know Sean Paul. You really should. Yeah, just... <laughs> that's funny. Awesome. Thriving three now. Next, our first question in the Thriving Three is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Book, movie, or podcast. I'll go with book. I'll recommend Thirst by Scott Harrison. Scott Harrison is the CEO of Charity Water. It's a nonprofit. He started to tell people gain access to clean water. The reason why I like Scott's book so much is because it showcases a simple idea 
in a powerful way that literally anybody in the world could go on to make a massive impact in the world. Scott was literally a nightclub promoter in his 20s in New York. He got people drunk for a living. His girlfriend was on Vogue magazine. He had a BMW and a Rolex watch, and he hated his wife. Like That's what he spent his 20s doing, just getting people wow. drunk and snorting cocaine. That's all he did. And that guy went on to build not one of the largest, the largest water charity in America. He's raised hundreds of millions of dollars. He raised, he raised 100 million just last year at Charity Water, and he's helped like 15, 20 million people gain access to clean water for the first time in their life. Like, it's wild. And there's a great quote in the book that I always like to repeat. And the quote is, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. And I think Scott embodies that in spades. I love that. Another book I'm going to have to go read. <laughs> no, forget about the books. You, you should, everyone else should read Scott, Scott Harrison, but you got to look at Sean Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is one way you like to take care of yourself? The way that I like to take care of myself, I do that through many ways, but I would say the biggest way is leading a, a life that is unique to my own essence. And what I mean by that is that I'm very fortunate at this point in my life to me. I'm not a billionaire, not a gazillionaire, but I'm definitely at a point where I'm semi-retired. Where And what that means essentially is that every minute of every day, every meeting that I'm a part of, I'm, I'm glad to be at it. Yeah, I got a meeting with Timmy to do a podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Like we're not talking about some tech implementation, right? It's like, it's fun. It's just about life. And it boggles my mind that I get to do what I love every single day. Sure, there's parts of my life that are tough and admin stuff, but for the most part, it's like, shit, like I get to spend 12, 14 hours just doing this every day. Like this is, this is the life. So I would say that's that's the biggest way that I take care of myself is by making decisions that allow me to live my fullest potential. And then the other thing is obviously dancing in between meetings, but I think the, the first one's more prevalent. Do you actually dance between meetings? I do, yeah. Where did you get that concept? Just it, wasn't really, it wasn't really a concept. I didn't really learn it in a Tony Robbins book or anything. It was just, I just like doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's <laughs> funny that you mentioned Tony Robbins because he has people dance like when he's doing his live events and stuff. And it like upped my energy levels when I did that. So it's something that I'm trying to implement a bit more, but I like that you just do it. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, part of that's Tony too, but, but I was doing that before. I mean, I'm a Tony junkie too. I've been to every single Tony event as well, except the plat ones, but, yep. but yeah, it's been fun. I gotcha. I gotcha. What is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Peter Thiel? That's a great question, man. I mean, I've been lazy on this because one of my dreams in like the next decade is to coach as fellows. So for those who don't know, Teal has a fellowship program where he actually pays students who are super, super talented $100,000 to, to quit their college and just pursue their idea. So it sounds like a crazy idea on the front end, but actually a lot of people became very successful from that initiative. So a lot of people who don't know these people, like Dylan Fields, the guy who built um, Figma that just sold to Adobe for $20 billion. He was a Teal fellow when he was 19 years old. So he quit Brown University to do his company full time. The guy who founded uh, Ethereum, Vitalik Buterin. So he was a Teal fellow as well when he was younger. To, he, so he quit school to start Ethereum. So it's like, so he's picking the right people, but all of them are shit communicators. A lot of them are. So if, if I could coach his, his fellows, it'd be really interesting. I would say that the way that I've kind of thought about it right now, I've, I have one lead that I'm working through that I think might get me there, but I'm not 100% sure. 
The only real guarantee that I see right now to get there is uh, is to become an LP in their fund. So for for those who who don't understand what I'm talking about, so when you raise a venture capital fund, which which Teal has one, it's called Founders Fund. Basically, what they do is they invest into technology startups. So if you're if you're writing them a big check, you're going to be a limited partner in the fund. So you obviously have access to all the people who work there. So that's that's the way that I see it. But uh, I don't think that's uh, that's going to get me there as fast as I'd like to. So it's a great nudge on your part. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What do you think Peter Thiel is doing right now? Dude, I have no idea. I've never been asked that question. I don't know, eating, sleeping. <laughs> I I just ask because I think um, you know these people are pretty unreachable. But I'm like, dude, if you think about it, we walk by strangers every day. Like, there's somebody who randomly bumped into Peter today. You know what I mean? I'm just mm. like, maybe there isn't, but people randomly bump into celebrities and big entrepreneurs all the time. And I think it's just a fascinating concept to be like, you could just go where he is. <laughs> or he's eating lunch <laughs> or whatever so anyway crazy thought but i love your nudge man i love the way you frame that your communication was 10 out of 10 in that response too <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it awesome well we're gonna jump into our final couple of questions i didn't send these beforehand they get a little personal so if you don't want to answer them just be like i'm a pass i just have to give that disclaimer so people feel the freedom sure 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 first question is what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? For sure. I mean, I got a bunch of them. I would say the biggest one that that is the most important is money mindset. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. So I would always hold on to every little dollar, every little penny that I would make. And I'm only starting to unwind that right now. Like, I'll give you a story. I mean, since we're being vulnerable. So I, I, I guessed on Entrepreneurs on Fire last week, right? Which is like amazing. It's like one of the top fire podcasts in the on world. Entrepreneurs on Fire? Yeah, yeah, I was on it last week, but the the but I'm not saying that to show off. I'm telling you to tell. I'm telling you a story. So so the reason I tell you that is I actually got accepted to be on the podcast in June. In June, so that was four months ago, and last week was the recording. So why did it take me so long to say yes? It's because I got scared of the appearance fee, because you have to pay to be an entrepreneur on fire. Because it's like the top. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's like a 4K booking fee. But four thousand dollars is not a lot of money. Like I charge executives three thousand, like, and I've, I've, and I charge a lot of executives three thousand. So it's not like I don't have four K. It was just like I was just really afraid. Oh my God, four thousand dollars is a lot. Maybe I should do this. And I literally just invented story as to why I shouldn't. Be. So I just ignored the acceptance invitation. And then it was September, and I was sitting down with Vomsi because he's also my coach. He's also my business partner and my personal coach, and I'm still grateful for him. And he looked at me, and he's like. Hey, uh, and I asked him, like, should I do more interviews? And he's like, yeah, you could do some more interviews, but I think it's about doing less shows and high impact. Is there one show that you can get on right now that even if we have to pay to be on it? And then I said, like, oh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. He's like, yeah, you should apply. And he's like, no, I already got accepted. And he looked at me and he said, then why haven't you been on the show? I was like, but Vamsi, it's $4,000. He said, take out your credit card right now and pay the fee. <laughs> like, right now. Stop being a little pussy. He didn't say it that way. But I'm translating for him. And I'm so grateful I did because he might have said no. Because I thought, I thought when I followed up, he was going to be like, actually, you know, you took too long. Forget it. So I literally followed up and said, hey, sorry for the delay. We're happy to accept the fee and do the do – the... and he replied with, yeah, sure. No worries. Just pay it and you're good. And I did it last week and it went phenomenally well. But, but I think the point is, is the money mindset has always held me back. And, and that's something I'm working through. 
and it's been going well now, but uh, but yeah, it's still it's still limiting belief for sure. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you said it comes from not growing up with a lot of money. Yeah, you got. It. I grew up. I well, I'm not like the. I'm not like some kid in like India, like on the. Not, nothing wrong against them. Obviously, I shouldn't be laughing when I say that. But but the point that I, I want to drive is I didn't grow up with a lot. You know, my parents were minimum wage workers, factory workers, in Canada. So relative to other people's Canadian household income, I was definitely pretty low. So, so I didn't get a lot of Christmas gifts during Christmas or gifts at all, for that matter. Uh, every time I wanted candy, I always had to ask three or four times, and a lot of the times I wouldn't get it. So, so because of that, there was always a need for me to make money. It was, it was like money was always a problem. So I wanted to solve it. That's why I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like, why would I take the risk? I could be have a guaranteed hundred thousand dollar a year salary, and that's why I always focused on that goal. So even quitting my job was really difficult because I had to give up like half of my earning. But obviously, I, it worked out well in the end. But at the time, it was a really stressful move for sure. I got you. I got you. So you already told us a story about one action that you took that was kind of reinforcing the limiting aspect of that belief. Do you have any other actions that you consistently take, whether it be on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis, that are reinforcing the fact that money is scarce? Oh, that money is scarce. Oh, right, I thought just you were your gonna, money uh... mindset limiting belief. Yeah, that's an interesting question, dude. You're really good at this. I think you should be a coach. You probably already are <laughs> one, actually. I would say I'm actually really surprised you're 23. This is really good. Um, that is scar. There was one thing I was doing last month that I'm not doing anymore. That Bombsy called me out on as well, which is I wasn't subscribed to YouTube Premium. And this is not an ad for YouTube Premium. Let me explain what I mean by that. So yeah, I opened my YouTube because I use YouTube all the time. Like, not just for my content, but I watch a lot of YouTube. And then Vomsley looked at him and he's like, why do you always have an ad playing? And he's like, oh, because there's an ad. And he just said, why don't you just buy YouTube Premium? And I looked at it I was like, dude, that's like 15 bucks a month. And he looked at me and he's like, what's your hourly rate, Brendan? I was like, $1,000 an hour. <laughs> and he's like, how much time are you wasting every month skipping the ad? And I said, I don't know, maybe two hours a month? He's like, yeah, what about more than two hours? That's two grand a month you're losing. Yeah. Spend yeah. the 15 bucks. So I think, so that's one and that I fixed. I think the answer to that question is spend money I don't have. I think that's the way that I think about it now is like, what is the, and, I, and I've started doing that a lot and it's scary. Like Grant Cardone says this so well, right? It's like, just pretend like you're always broke, right? So like, I haven't collected my coaching cash yet from October. I'm already spending like 10, 15 Gs on like TikTok productions. Like, let's just do it. I don't care if it to take out a loan to do it. So, so that's really helping and I'm chill, but, but yeah, there's that. And then the other piece, which is more solution focused is I, I just count my money every day. So what that means is I just, I just open my bank accounts and I add up all the numbers and I go, yep, that number is not a small number. So it's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a massive number either, but it's enough to make me go, okay, stop being stupid. So besides that, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 please finish. Yeah, for sure. I was saying, hmm, like I'm looking at my calendar too to answer your question better. Is there anything else that I'm doing that is projecting that scarce thought? Not at the moment that's coming to mind, but that one recently for sure was a big one. Is like, just now I spend 10, 15 bucks. I'm so glad I did. Like now YouTube's just easier to filter through. I don't have to watch yeah. ads anymore. So <laughs> there you go. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so was the acting like you're always broke and spending money you don't have and the count your money every day was that an action that you do in order to kind of take back control when that limiting belief starts to creep in correct gotcha 
Okay. That was one of the next questions. So I was just clarifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Um, if you were to change that kind of limiting belief around your money mindset into a phrase of abundance that speaks to your heart, what would that phrase be? Hmm. I would say, I would say my ability to spend money is what allows me to accelerate my impact in the world and create a change that somebody in my lifetime wouldn't be able to. That's probably the phrase that I would tell myself. I love it. I love it. So back to the question before, we asked about any actions that reinforce it. Is there any inaction that is reinforcing it? The money mindset? Yeah. Mm, is there any action or that is or inaction that is reinforcing it? So we talked about not subscribing mm. to YouTube Premium. You said you did that. Like, is it maybe just pulling the trigger with TikTok ads right now? Is it some type of coaching? Is it some type of like any actions or inactions? My bad. Any inactions? I mean, you definitely planted a good seed. Maybe I should be pulling the trigger faster on TikTok ads. I'm not doing aggressively enough. Just saying it scares the shit out of me. I was like, fuck, okay, now I'm going to go to zero real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, I already dropped 1015 on TikTok. And I was like, okay, we got to drop another 1015 on ads. So, so yes, I, I think, I think TikTok, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll give myself a little slack, but yes, I, I agree. That is, uh, dude, I think you could build a million dollar coaching business, man. You're really good. <laughs> you probably are like making $7 million a year as a coach already. It's like, shit, this Timmy guy, he doesn't mess around, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, awesome. Awesome. Um, we got one last question for you. Am I allowed to ask you questions or is that more off camera? No, you can ask me questions. You can okay, ask well, me. ask me your last one, then I'll, I'll ask you questions. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I want to frame this next question. So Alex Ramosi said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. So the purpose of this question is to help people, not to manipulate. Cool? So there's a common say that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I actually found out from Dr. Alan Leica, a guest on the show, that you can make a horse drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now, I want you to think of a person with a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help, and they're not willing to accept change. But they also are discontent with their life. They're not liking where they're at. How can we, you and I, create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life? We're not trying to make the decision for them. Just create an environment to salt those oats. Wow. Alan's a wise dude. He's a good guy. I would say I'm going to give you a very controversial opinion. Oh, I love it. Okay. Because uh, since we're speaking the truth on this podcast and you've done clearly a lot of work and in, in homework into this, I'd rather still give you my honest answer. Let me explain it differently. Okay. Basically, what I think is I, I don't think it's worth our time to help those people. That's my, my short answer. But let me give you the, the long one. So Lewis Howes is one of my great heroes, right? He's the host of the School of Greatness podcast. He's one of the reasons why I became the person I am today because I started listening to his podcast when I couldn't afford a coaching program or a mastermind. I was a 20-year-old kid. And back then, there wasn't a lot of podcasts either, or at least doing it right. It's basically him, Entrepreneurs on Fire, Jordan Harbinger, maybe like Joe Rogan or something. So I'm listening to this guy's podcast, and he interviews a woman named Lisa Nichols. She's like a motivational speaker and does a lot of great stuff. And he asks her the most fascinating question that I never heard Lewis ask anybody on the show. And the question to me was, what's the best piece of advice that you have for me? And I was like, huh, I wonder how Lisa's going to answer this one. 
because she's like 20 years older than 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 lewis is so i was really curious i really leaned into her answer and she said she did this ah oh, my dear lewis the best advice that i have for you is never play the conversion game and then lewis like i was i was just confused was like what does she mean by the conversion game so she said he said what do you mean and she looked at him and said when you find the light lewis when you find the personal development book, the thing that changes your life, the Alex Hormozy ebook that blows your mind, <laughs> the first thing that you want to do is share that light with everyone else. You want to jump to the next one, your sister, your brother, your father, your, your mother, you want to show them the light. And then you get really frustrated because they don't want to see it. Ah, Timmy, just throw that book away. I don't have time for this. You know how many problems I got in my life? And then the next person goes, I don't really read books, but cool. I'm glad it changed your life. But And they just don't share the same excitement that you do. And it eats your soul alive. Because you're telling like, look, you, no, no, no. You don't get, like, Timmy, you don't get it. Sean Paul is going to change your life. Like, trust me. But they don't listen. They don't take the step. And she looks at Lewis and says something that I thought is really wise. She said, if there's anything I've learned at my old, ripe old age and my... 50s lewis is your time is very limited on this earth so i would encourage you to use that time and really help people who want to be converted so that's what she said whereas for me my version of her quote is i think life is better spent to take great people and make them world class than take average people and try and make them great so my intention behind my podcast appearances my youtube channels my media is not to help the whole world even if i might say that in my marketing obviously that's my hope but I know most people don't care about communication. It's really about helping the people who actually want to change and might not be able to afford a coach, which is totally fine, by the way. Not everyone can. But those people, in the same way I was hungry for Lewis's podcast, even if it was free, I ate that thing up like I, I hadn't eaten in five days. Like I just went through every podcast episode. Those people are the people we should serve. And that's my POV. I don't think they should be safe. I think we should just let them go and focus on great people because our energy is finite anyways. There we go. There we go. Well, Brendan, thanks for that answer, man. Of course, man. Awesome. Well, that's all the questions we got for you. So feel free to ask me whatever you want to ask. Yeah, man. I'm curious. So, so first question is, what made you start this podcast? Yes, yes. So I grew up my whole life kind of living for other people. I was always... A decently high performer you know i was always like kind of the top i wasn't the best but i was in like the top group and so th that came with academics that came with athletics and i did that because i always wanted options in my life because i had no idea what i wanted to do just no clue and through living other people's lives i was miserable had suicidal ideation through high school eventually i got to college i decided to start living on my own terms i quit football because i actually went to college to play football um started diving deeper into my faith learning about love and uh you know just learning about life and what all life has for me and what happened was i made a commitment to myself in college that i was going to stop doing things that i hated to do because even after i quit football in college i ended up in something else that i hated to do because our beliefs if we don't reconcile them tend to steer us you know in the you know different path same kind of scenario is basically where I was at. And that was with Young Life for me. 
Anyway, I graduated college. I made that commitment to myself. I jumped in as a realtor. And the initial goal of this podcast was to generate leads for my real estate business. And I couldn't be consistent with it because I didn't care about being a realtor. Like selling residential homes just killed me. I just, people would like not pick a home for the counters. And I didn't like that. So I was like, I did an energy audit because I was listening to this guy named Trevor Motch. I think he's the CEO of carrot.com, which is a real estate company. He was on a podcast and he was saying, I was doing a bunch of things that drained my energy and I was exhausted on a camping trip with my family, almost drove off the road because I was falling asleep because I hated my life and everything I was doing was sucking my energy away. So I had no time to be, no energy to be present with my family. So he almost killed them driving off the road. At that point, I did an energy audit and I realized that 80 to 90% of the activities that I was doing was draining my energy. And then about 10%, the majority of which was sleep and exercise, was giving me energy. And the one thing that I would do every now and then occasionally that would give me energy was talk to people about their dreams and goals and think about business. I love just thinking about business and like, that's why Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offers and creating an offer so good. I just love that stuff. But at the core, it's dreams and goals. And I think business is like a conduit to, to your dreams and goals and impacting who you want to impact. So when I came to that conclusion and I wanted to do more things that gave me energy because I wanted to live a happier life, I was like, I'm just going to do this podcast daily and talk to anybody. So before the podcast was inconsistent and focused on people in Austin, Texas, then I opened it up to everybody worldwide, literally anybody who wanted to come on the show, as long as they were willing to be questioned about their dreams and goals, they could come on. And so now I can have these conversations basically daily. Um, and now I've been consistent with it. And so that's basically why this podcast is a thing i hated my life and i wanted to love it <laughs> so what's your vision now moving forward vision for the podcast is just to do it and continue to enjoy it vision for my life um incorporates the podcast and really it's building a community of people that simply love to help people accomplish their dreams and goals and how that will come to fruition it's been a bumpier ride than I thought. Like I thought people would just kind of leap to that, but not everybody has that heart. And unless they're incentivized either monetarily, really it's only monetarily or for a very rare amount of people through impact, like they're not really going to care to go out of their way to listen to a guest on the podcast, hear that they need to meet Oprah, know that their aunt calls Oprah and make that connection. Like I would love to do that type of thing, I thought there'd be a lot of people. Maybe there are, and I just haven't marketed well enough. Maybe that's a skill that's holding me back. But um, yeah, that's the vision for the podcast. Create a community around it where people are just kind of like Genius Network. Do you know about Genius Network? Yeah, Polish's group, yeah. I think that's the type of community I envision, but I envision it for a lower caliber person, which is mm. those are in conflict inherently. Because of the reason you said, most people who are, in a low caliber in life are not hungry enough to seek success. So they're not going out and doing extraordinary things, making extraordinary connections and impact where everybody in genius network is making extraordinary impact. But I think that's the vision I see for my community with this podcast is more along genius network. And then um, I really just want to use that community to, to kind of launch and do a lot of impact. I'm all about connecting people like that one question I asked. Um, that basically focuses on who, not how. If there was one or two people you can meet, how would they help you? Um, that's kind of the crux of the podcast and the mission because long-term, this thing behind me, Left With Love, Connected By Choice, 
I really just don't want people to be struggling for shelter, food, or water across the world. And I think we have the resources to do it. And I want to rally some people. Like there are also there are people in a bunch of different pockets doing it. I kind of want to be the unifier and the systems guy. And then on the micro scale, like spend my day unifying, you know, all these nonprofits, one one mission, one focus, more effective. That's like large scale, small scale, one-on-one coaching, transforming people's lives that way. And so that's kind of the vision I have for my life and where this podcast is going. So I love it, man. I love I love the way you lead. I love the I love the questions you ask. You're clearly someone super impressive. And I think you're the embodiment of the whole spend more time on people who 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 are already great and make them world class versus take average people and make them great. You're definitely someone who's already amazing. And uh and I know you'll be one cl- world class someday. So awesome man. Brendan, I appreciate that. Awesome, bro. Awesome. Well, there we go. That's all we have for the show. Brendan, thank you for coming on. Dude, pleasure was mine. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this to to this and you loved what Brendan had to say, make sure to go check out his YouTube channel, follow, subscribe, share his content. And yeah, thank you guys for watching. We'll see you on the next one. We're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.